Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. And I just threw a little kingdom on it, but today we're doing kingdom mathematics. All right? I wasn't that good in math, and uh, I wasn't that good in school, actually, because I was ready to get in a studio somewhere and give God the praise. I didn't have time for the worldly... I didn't have time for worldly academia. I had to give God the glory. (laughs) Kingdom mathematics, we're not going to be long today. Let me just run through this. Kingdom mathematics, how God adds things up, how things adds up in the kingdom. How does it make sense? God's way is very logical. It makes sense. You have to see it in the spirit realm, but it makes sense. People think God's way does not make sense because they're viewing it through the flesh. They're viewing it through their carnal lenses. But once you put on your spiritual lenses, which is called faith, everybody say faith. 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 Once you put on faith, God's way makes sense. Let me go through this very quickly. So in mathematics, we have addition. I love that y'all are here. Subtraction. Uh huh. Division. Uh huh. And uh, right, 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 a multiplication. <laughs> so I'm just going to talk about these things very, very quickly, and we're going to catch this flight, right? So one thing I love about God is that he's always advancing us. He will never allow you, if you're really in him, he'll never allow you to grow stale. This is why I'm glad the church was removed, because some people grew stronger and some people grew weaker just because you allowed yourself to go stale. You didn't tap in to the power that is with you all the time. How many of you all are growing stronger during this season? Come on, let me hear you. Even if you're home or here, are you growing stronger this season? That's because you're tapped in, you're tapped in, you're tapped in. Everyone should be growing stronger. God has given us instructions daily. Listen to this. Uh, So, addition, the Bible says, and beside this, Giving all diligence, right? Beside this, there was a whole list. I'm not going to go into that because that's a, a, a beautiful thing. Beside this, giving all diligence, it says, add to your faith. So what the writer is saying here is you've already established your faith. So we're understanding that Peter is saying that you already got faith. Faith without works is dead. You're already doing things by the word of God. Let me, say, let me just break it down. Faith without works is dead, but faith comes by hearing the word. So whatever you do because you heard a word, that's faith. Whatever you do because you want to do it, you're just saved. When you do what you want to do, God doesn't have to endorse it just because you're his child. But when you do what he says, that's living by faith. All right? So I ain't got time to go into that. But besides this, giving all diligence. In other words, do this diligently. Do this fervently. Do this. Add to your faith. Watch this. Virtue. Now, I want y'all to know I'm talking about addition now. Addition. The thing I love about this, it says, uh, uh, giving all diligence. It doesn't say, since you are saved, virtue will be added. No. It didn't say, uh, virtue does not come in the salvation package. You must add it. Many of us are living without this list that I'm about to present because we did not add it. You have a responsibility to add these things. Now, the advantage that you have is the Holy Spirit in you now. Now you've got the Spirit of God helping you and aiding you 
to add these things. But giving all diligence, add to your faith. Everybody say, I got to add this. If you're without these things, it's because you're not adding it. Don't blame God. Don't blame your family. Don't blame how you come up. You are not being diligent with all diligence. You're not being diligent in adding these things. Add to your faith virtue. Virtue is basically <laughs> any particular moral excellence as modesty or purity. Purity, modesty, purity. Be modest. Be pure. Have moral excellence. Be modest. Be pure. Have moral excellence. Purity don't come because you're saved. It's a bunch of phony saved people. It's a bunch of evil saved people that, that, that don't have good intentions for you. Come on, y'all been burnt by some of them. Y'all been hurt by We've been betrayed since we've been saved by saved people. So purity does not come in salvation package. The help to be pure comes when you get saved. You have to add purity. You got to be intentional about meaning what you say and saying what you mean. And being pure with your intentions and not having hidden agendas. You have to be pure about that. It's your responsibility to be pure. Not your family, not your friends, or everybody else on that song. No, you must be pure. Uh-huh. And modest. That's another thing. Uh-oh. Virtue. And virtue is a sense of modesty, not flexing. Just because you got a pair of new shoestrings. Look at my strings. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't wait to post your strings because we don't have modesty. And the reason why most of us don't have increase is because we don't have modesty. Because as soon as we get a new piece of something, we waited. We, what did you do with your stimulus package? What did you do with your stimulus money? New sneaks? What you do? As soon as we get a little piece of something, we ready to not be modest. Modesty and purity and moral excellence. Be on time. We don't want this. Be on time. Be kind to people. Don't. There you go. Be polite. Don't be messy. This is virtue. Don't be messy. Don't cause trouble. Don't have an attitude. Stop complaining. This don't come just because you got the Holy Ghost. You got to add it. Tell somebody wherever you are, add it up. Add up. Add up. If you're going to add, don't add down. Add up. I need more purity. I need to stop complaining. I need to get rid of this attitude. I need to be on time. I need to be kind. I need to love. You got to add that. That's all in virtue. That's just virtue. And that's a piece of virtue. I'm just stopping because we got to move. But Jesus, oh man, let me keep going. Jesus said, who touched me? The one with the issue of blood was like, oh my, you? I can't believe I. It, it was her. He said, I, no, there's so many people around you, Jesus. What are you talking about? Everybody's touching you. Yeah, but I felt virtue. <laughs> Somebody got a pure healing. Everybody touched me for different reasons, but there was a pure hand that touched me that got what they needed. Are there any pure hands in the building today? Virtue, left there's a power in virtue. Add to your faith, virtue. Live, add to your faith, virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. Now knowledge, as we know, is general intelligence. It's understanding, we know that. And all that getting, get understanding, get knowledge, right? Don't, don't ever be confused about a thing because the enemy lives in the field of confusion. The enemy loves to plow the fields of confusion. Anything you're confused about, he can plant his ideas. 
I'm talking to the camera, but I'm talking to y'all too, okay? Anything you're confused about or wavering about, hurry up and get understanding because the enemy can plant his ideals in that field and you'll reap crops you never planned on reaping. So knowledge, knowledge, add to your faith knowledge, get understanding, get general intelligence. And it also means experience. We talked about it last week, how knowledge is a very intimate word. Uh, and it means add to your faith experience. In other words, try them, try them. And to knowledge, temperance. Temperance is self-control. This, this is a weird one to me because it's a fruit of the spirit, right? All these, most things are fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is a temperance. So I need the spirit to have self-control. It almost seems like yourself should handle that one. But you need the spirit to handle yourself. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Don't think you can handle you and you need God for the spiritual stuff. You need God for the spiritual stuff and you need God for your stuff. I need them for myself and I need them for things beyond me. Temperance, self-control. And add to temperance, patience. I didn't even want to say this word. Because I, I did about 90 coming here today. Y'all pray for me and my right foot. It's heavy. I'm speed, I don't like traffic. I don't like people in my way. I like to get in a lane that's clear. I don't like trucks. I don't like any lane, any car in my lane. I just try to find a lane where no one dwells so I can dwell there alone. So pray for me with pa patience. We know what that is. I mean, I don't even have to really go into that. That's steadfastness. That's consist constancy. That's endurance. God makes us wait so we can know how to endure. God says, son, if I don't make you wait, if I don't increase patience in you, you won't be able to endure anything. Are y'all hearing me? So that's why sometimes God doesn't give you what you want or doesn't give you what you want right away. So you can learn endurance. Because times are coming that's going to be hard and you're going to need endurance. You're going to have to endure hardness as a good soldier. So let patience have her perfect work so you can be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Hallelujah. Anybody ready to lack nothing? That's the result of patience according to the Bible. Lacking nothing is not a result of prosperity. Come on, y'all. It's, it's a result of patience. The promise of patience having her perfect work is that you will be perfect, entire, lacking nothing. I need to master patience so I can be perfect, whole, and have no lack. Good God Almighty. We're trying to work harder to get that goal. We're trying to hustle harder to have no lack. That's not the kingdom mathematics. It don't add up that way in the kingdom. The way you have no lack is patience. What are you waiting on, number one? Number two, how are you waiting? Yes. Because sometimes you got to wait so you don't get kudos for waiting. I'm still waiting. You have to. The line ain't moving Starbucks yet. You gotta wait. So you don't get props for waiting. You get props for patiently waiting. Live ain't here today. It's only 10 of y'all. Patience is the key to lacking nothing. Man, and add to patience godliness. Godliness, be godly. A lot of people are spiritual. But they ain't godly. <laughs> And they trick us with that. They got their little crystals. You got your sage. You got your incense. You got your ancestors that you pray to. And you have your 
your ounce and you have your symbolisms and you're so spiritual and I feel, I can feel my ancestors. Yeah, you're spiritual, but you're not godly. Good God Almighty, I don't just want you spiritual, I want you like God. God said, my sheep know my voice. You are my child. You are supposed to look, think, act, and respond like me. Because there are many spirits out there. I don't care that you are empathic, you can feel things. Feelings are a realm of the spirit. But godliness is holy. Godliness, there's nothing like it. Godliness is a narrow path. Wide is the way to spiritualism. We're all spiritual. You're going to tap into some type of spirit, positive, negative, demonic, <laughs> celestial. We all want to tap into some type of spiritual thing before we die because we're spirit beings. So it's not, you don't get props for being spiritual and you think you're right. Ooh. People who are spiritual come at the church like we're so off. You understand what I'm saying? You don't even know that. The galaxy, you don't even study the, study the galaxy. Do, do all of that stuff, but that's spiritual. It's not godliness. How much do you know about God and his ways since you're so spiritual? Let's talk about God who is a spirit and they that worship him. I said they that worship him. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm just on that addition. Let me hurry up and move it quickly. Addition. Addition. Add to your faith virtue. Add to virtue knowledge. Add to knowledge temperance. Add to temperance, temperance patience. Add to patience godliness. So you never get done learning. You see this school? You see this school? Add to faith virtue. You don't just get that and it's over. You got to keep learning virtue in every season. You got to learn to be pure when you come up now. You got to you understand what I'm saying? With each season of your life, you got to refresh yourself on these lessons. You got to refresh knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness. And to godliness, this is almost like the COVID 19 stipulations. Like, wash your hands, like, duh. But it's not duh. Just because you saved and in church don't mean you love your brother. I'm about to. Add to godliness, since you're godly now, since you're like me, brotherly kindness. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength, and your neighbor. See how that is? When you become like God, you automatically love people. After godliness, you treat people right. Oh, man, I could stay on that forever. Because we don't treat people right. This is where racism lives, in the lack of brotherly kindness. This is where social injustice lives, in the realm of lack of brotherly kindness. I don't care if I'm wrong, be kind to me. I don't care if they're dysfunctional, be kind to them. You had no reason to be rude or impolite to any of God's creatures. Not no reason, you have no right. I gotta be kind to my kids because they ain't mine. God gave them to me as a gift. Come on, y'all. Brotherly kindness. And it seems like, oh, whatever. But when you realize and check yourself and see how you treat people you don't like. Okay? Don't check people that you like. That's what y'all doing. Like, I got brotherly kindness. And you're like, I'm nice to my manager. I'm not. No. Check the list of people you ain't feeling. I'm not saying start feeling them. I'm saying how you treat them matters. You ain't got to like them. But treat them nice. Man, love your enemies. And start from there being kind to everything walking. 
They cut you off, be kind. No, it's cool, you didn't see it. They treat you wrong, be kind. This is so hard for us. Come on, y'all, I'm up here struggling myself. I got people in my head like me. I got people in my head right now as I'm preaching to y'all like me. And God is like, yup, that too, that one too, that one. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm trying to preach to y'all. That's why with man this is impossible. But with God, oh, good God Almighty, all things are possible. I'm not telling you to do this in your own strength. I'm telling you we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. I need the strength of the Lord for that. So don't ever find yourself, when you hear a word, don't ever find yourself, I can't do that. Or if you do say that, don't end there. I can't do that, but in Christ, I can do all things. Somebody shout amen. Are y'all getting anything? Hallelujah. Add to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Oh, charity. That's like goodwill towards someone. Uh, benevolence, giving what is deserved uh, uh, or what is due. Uh, affection, brotherly love. So charity is a step further. It's, it's goodwill towards them. It's to wish them well. It's to do well for them. You know charities. You do well. You serve people. So God is saying, add, I can't really go into all of that stuff, but add to that. It says, for if these things be in you, I love this. If these things be in you and abound, if you've got a lot of patience, a lot of virtue, a lot of brotherly kindness, if you have a, 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 a whole, whole, whole lot of temperance, it says, if these things be in you and abound, they, they, show, they make you that you shall neither be barren, good God, do y'all see this? If you got these things in you, you won't be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things, you're blind and you can't see afar off and you've forgotten that you were purged from your old sins. Mm, 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 mm. If you lack these things, you are blind, the Bible says. If you ain't got self-control, you're blind. If you don't have patience tied, you're blind. If you ain't got virtue or knowledge or brotherly kindness or charity, you're blind and you think you got it. You're blind because you got swag. You think you're good. I've been there. You're blind, though, if you don't have these things. And you cannot see, the Bible says, afar off. You only can see today. You cannot see him far off. So, oh. So God is saying, if you have these things in you, he'll give you vision. Amen. Essentially. Right. Essentially. Right. It says if you don't have these things, you can't see him far off. Which is saying if you do have them, you can. Right. If these things are in you, God will show you what's next. Man, let me go. So, alright, let me go. Let me go. That's addition. I'm not going to take that long on anything else. Subtraction. Let me go. This should have been weeks at a time. And maybe I'll go back and do that. Let's do subtraction really quickly. When I was a child, <laughs> I spoke like a child, understood like a child, I reasoned like a child, thought as a child. But when I became a man, feel me? All my men say, yeah. See that? When I became a man, I put away. See how much work you got to do in school? When I became a man, I put away 
challenges things. This is subtraction. Put away is subtraction. Just Google that in the Bible and just do all of them. It was too much to even go over. I don't even have another scripture. I just looked up put away and I was like, I was blown away. Most of us know what we need to put away. Some of us don't know. I heard this. Thank you, Jesus. I heard a teacher say this. He was saying, confess your sins, confess your faults. We don't even know what our faults are, but confess them to God. God, I'm sorry for being prideful. I'm sorry for God, I repent. He said, but you should only confess or address the, 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 the dysfunctions or sins, let's call them what it is, the sins that the Holy Spirit convicts you of. Isn't that good? In other words, if you just try to search yourself for everything that's wrong, you're going to be searching until you die, you'll get depressed. You'll feel so unworthy. You'll feel like I am the crust of the earth. If you dig within yourself and scoop out everything you feel is wrong or dysfunctional, don't address everything now. When the Spirit convicts you, address it. Because whatever He convicts you of is what He's ready to correct you of. Whatever he convicts you of, he's saying, I'm ready to handle this. I'm ready to address this. I'm ready to give you strength over this. Don't focus on lust if I'm talking about lying. Don't focus on lying if I'm talking about cheating. Stay where I direct you. Wherever I direct, I'm ready to correct. Double cold shot. It's not about exposing you and, oh my God, you're so a mess. But when I expose something to you, I'm just letting you know we're ready to handle this. So don't go home and woe is me and I got so much sense. No, go home and stay in the face of the teacher. Stay in the face of God. And he's going to say, you ready to handle this? Yeah, let me handle my green. You ready to handle it? And the spirit will convince you of what to handle in that moment. Don't do it in your own self. Amen? That's so good. Ain't that good? I love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. To put away means to cease, to pass away, to be done away. We know what it means. To, se- to separate from, to be discharged from. The thing I love about this is, I put away. <laughs> a beard don't make you a man. 35 don't make you grown. Because I know a lot of 35-year-old boys and girls. Age don't make you mature. It's almost insinuating that when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's almost insinuating that I know I'm mature when I put away. <laughs> it's not I'm a man first, now let me put it away. It's like, I don't want my toys no more. Okay, Jimmy. I don't want to play with that no more. Oh, you're putting away is a sign of your growth. Some of y'all still got everything you had since nursery school. I mean, attitude, thinking. Reasoning. You got all of your younger, childish, foolish, immature thoughts and processes. And you call yourself grown and mature. Maturity is marked by the things you put away. Subtraction. Let's keep going. Are y'all ready, class? That's subtraction. I can stay on that. But we're just going to keep it moving. Division. Now, subtraction and division is are alike, but it's a difference. All right? So, so let's go into it. Here's my division scripture. Uh, for the word of, so, so, so to me, subtraction are the things we should remove from our lives. Period. 
absolutely remove it. I have no further use for it. No further use for childish things. And I'm 35, and I'm 30, and I'm 21, and I'm 18, whatever the age is. Children in, 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 in Jerusalem are, are grown at 12. They got their bar mitzvah, they 12. So put away means I have no use of it. Division is more like creating space. Division is more like, uh, it could be uh, understanding seasons. This season, I don't need this, but I'm not throwing it away, but it's not my focus. I divide priority. Dividing could be like prioritizing. This is not as important as this. Let's go to it. For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing, not subtracting, because you need your soul and your spirit, but you don't need to think they're the same thing. You need your joints and your marrow, but you don't need to think that they're the same. So it divides the soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it's the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Good God, we're not even talking about the spirit. We're talking about the word as a discerner. So the word is quick. This is why you need a word for your life, because it divides. It divides the soul and spirit. Do you know how close that is? It divides the joints and the marrow. Joints and the marrow intertwine. Joints and marrow intertwine. Joints and marrow looks like one. So most of us are born like this and saying, this is me. But the word says, ah, 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 that's the soul, that's the spirit. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You need to stop calling yourself what you're joined to. Come on, that's why I need a word for division. I need to know what's my flesh, what's my spirit. I need to know what's my past and what's my future. I need to know what I still need and what I don't need. I need God to separate it. Divide it. Only the word divides. Bone Joints and marrow. It looks like it's one thing. I just have an attitude. No. You're a child of God with an issue of lack of temperance. Stop living like this and feeling like you justify. Nah. Let that word separate it and you choose whether to have an attitude. Man, y'all ain't here this morning. I, I need division. Because you can be, oh, man. I, I need it. <laughs> God didn't curse, Jesus didn't curse Peter when he chopped the ear off or cussed. Because I need that aggression. Come on, y'all. So don't separate. Don't, 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 don't subtract that, Peter. But put it in the right. Are y'all hearing me? Put it in the right place. Do you love me? Yeah. Well, feed my sheep aggressively. Do you love me? Yeah. Well, feed my flock aggressively. I want that same swag, that same vigor, but put it in the right place place. You can't get rid of lust because you're going to need some of that for your spouse. Okay, y'all ain't ready for that. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Some people too saved to be married. You're just too saved to have a spouse. A... <laughs> some things you're going to need, but let the word separate. Not right now. You hold on. Pretty mama. Don't let the devil make you feel like you're the biggest demon in the world because you got natural feelings that you're going to need later. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
I said, Jesus, stop playing with me. You need to know what to subtract and what to just divide. But that wisdom comes from the word. Somebody shout hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> we need to word to separate soul and spirit, our feelings with truth. Feelings and truth feel like it's the same thing. And most of us think our feelings are true. We just think our feelings are the truth. But you need the word to separate what's you and what's him. Because we're so in his image. We can think we're, well, there are ways that seem right unto me, but the end of the road are the ways of death. So you got to be careful with that. And let me move to this last one. The time is one, two, three, four. We're right in order. So y'all got it? Addition? Yeah. Add to your faith. You got subtraction? Put away. You got division? This is this. That is that. All right? Even God gives us that. He, I want to do multiple choice next week. He says, I set before you life and death. This is the teacher. I'm going to put before you life and death. Choose life that you and your seed may live. So God gives us multiple choice every day and the answer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do y'all hear me? Come on. I like that, BJ. What a teacher. Hey, you don't just have multiple choice. You got a cheat sheet. I said, you got a cheat sheet. You got, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You got the same study that the teacher has. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Remember that study guide on the teacher's desk? Yes, My boy used to, oh, God forgive me. My boy used to always get that study guide. I just circle whatever was read on that thing right on my thing and I got a hundred every time. You can get a hundred every time. I said, you can get an A plus every time. Just follow the study guide. You got it. He don't just give you choices, he gives you the answer. Our greatest tool and weapon in life is our choice. But greater than that is the answer. And when you know the answer, there's really no other choice. Two plus two is five, seven, four, or nine. What's two plus two? Y'all gonna be like, hey, you ain't even looking at five, seven, or nine. The answer is four. So when you're living for God and you know the truth, there's really no choice. Oh my God. When I really know him, it's not multiple choice. It's the answer. All I got is a problem and the answer. A test and the answer. A storm and an answer. Look at somebody say, I got the answer. What you talking about? When I got the answer, that eliminates choices. Come on, man. You ain't got to be confused. You ain't got to be stressed out. Follow the answer. I got it. Peace is knowing the answer. Confusion is volleying the choices. Confusion is juggling the choices. Let me get y'all out this church because y'all ain't come out here for all of this. Amen. I do too. <laughs> last thing. I made the last thing because God made it his first thing. <laughs> I made this the last thing because God made it his first thing. I made this the last thing on the list because God, this is his intent and intention and purpose for our lives. Woo! And God blessed them. First thing he did with mankind. He created them, blessed them. He blessed them. And he said unto them, 
being fruitful. <laughs> That's the first thing he said. And multiply. Add to your faith income to the New Testament. Addition is later. Your motive, God's motive for you is multiplication. He wants to expand you. He wants to blow you up. He wants everything inside of you to spill out all around you. He, he, wants, he wants you to multiply. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful. God always wants you to be before he wants you to do. Let's say that again. Let me say that slower. He always wants you to be before you do. So be fruitful before you start trying to multiply. Everybody's trying to multiply, but ain't got no character. You're trying to multiply, but ain't got no patience and temperance. Stop trying to do if you ain't be yet. <laughs> be fruitful. In other words, do the work it takes to bear fruit. Whoa. Be fruitful, Liv. Do the work it takes to bear fruit. That means you got to plant the seed. Well, you got to prepare the ground. It's so much. We're growing things at our house now on our property starting a little farm. And I'm learning a whole lot just by watching and listening of how to grow crops. Now, we're in the South now. A lot of y'all can know a whole lot more than me. But you got to prepare the ground. Some fruit about to live here. So mind, get ready. <laughs> Heart, get ready. You're about to love more than you ever have. Soul, get ready. You're about to be patient. Some of y'all got to have pep talks with yourself because that's cultivating the ground to receive. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Put little stickies on your mirror like we changed in the day. Get that ground ready. Got to get the ground ready. Got to get the ground ready. Got to get the ground ready. So many good seed is falling on stony ground. That's why you go through hardships. So God can break and open your heart so he can sow his seed on the inside. Because you're so offended and it's calloused. God got to break you to give you seed. But if you break yourself, if you humble yourself, oh God, I said if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he'll exalt you in due time. Is anybody ready to go higher in here today? You don't go higher by going higher. You go higher by going lower. All right, I got to get out of here. Do what it takes. Prepare the ground. Plant the seed. That means read the word. Planting the seed means read the word. Read the word or hear the word. Or watch it like you're doing now. Be exposed to the word of God. That's planting seed. Exposure to the word is seed planting. A book, a godly book, not just spirit, a godly book, a, a godly video, a god, the word of God. Read it for yourself. Hear a pastor preacher. Hear somebody. That is receiving seed. This is what it means to be fruitful. You can't be fruitful if you never take in seed. All right? So that means taking the word. And then you have to water and nurture the seed, which means to meditate on it. Meditate on it. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. And God blessed them. And God blessed them. Bless. Break down every part of it. And God blessed them. Not an angel. Not, not, not another person. Not a, God did it. So that's meditating on the word. Take each part of it and open it up like it's its own chapter. That's to meditate on the word. And God blessed them. Oh, God blessed them. What does bless mean? Bless means to speak well of them. Well, what did he say? He said, be fruitful. That's meditating on it. One verse will fill up your whole month. 
Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Meditate. That's nurturing the word. Don't just hear it. I heard that sermon today. It was crazy. Keep it on your mind. That word have I hid in my heart that I'm I'm trying to teach y'all how to multiply. You don't go to a class and learn how to get money quick. That's the world. The way the kingdom does mathematics. You got to read the word. You got to meditate on the word. You got to nurture the seed. You got to be fruitful. Meditate on it. Pray. Now here's the part I didn't anticipate. Because we planted seeds. And we cultivated ground. And we watered it. Worship, praise, water, water it, whatever you got to do. But we weren't prepared for this at the house. We looked outside. I know y'all from the south, you're going to be like, duh, pastor. But it was earthworms. I mean, big as this water. I mean, and we got like little things trying to hit it. This thing is biting back at us. I mean, this little earthworm was serious. I thought I was on men in black. I said, that is an alien creature right there. That's not a little earthworm. Earthworms, uh, uh, raccoons, coyotes, squirrels, all of these things attacking my patience. I mean fruit. I didn't realize to be fruitful means protect the fruit. A part of bearing fruit is protecting it, putting gates around it so that nothing can interfere with your peace. Y'all missing it. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Protect your peace. Put gates up around it. Sometimes, like we're doing now, we got to elevate it. So we're building little brackets to elevate it so it won't be on the ground so we can bear fruit. Some of our fruit is too low. You got to, oh, man. Your joy is too low. Any earthworm can get it. Your peace is too low. Any raccoon can get it. You got to set your affections. Ah, on things above. Raise it up. Put more honor to it. Put more value on it. Protect it. You can't be fruitful and let rodents destroy your crop. You can never prosper if the enemy is eating up everything you planted. That's thorny ground. And multiply. This is not the season to hide what God has given you. God gave one man five talents. Man, he made it ten. He gave one man two talents, I believe. He multiplied and gave, made four. He gave one guy one talent. He hid it. He hid it. And out of everybody, Jesus was upset at the one that did not multiply. Because you don't look like what I spoke. He expects you to do more with what you have. Ha! This is a perfect season to do more with what you have. This is a perfect, I wish I had a sermon called the perfect pandemic. Maybe we'll preach that next week. It's a beautiful season we're in right now. I said, it's a lovely season we're in right now. You got the opportunity to do more with the little you have. And you're expected to increase. You're expected to multiply. Do not come out of the pandemic with that same one talent. Increase. I was talking to BJ and Tim and Damaris in the car. And I was driving. 
on the way to the, the, the engagement we were doing. And it was raining so hard, y'all. I mean, like, y'all know how it rained in Florida. Yeah, it'd be, it be raining children, it'd be raining kids. <laughs> it was so big drops around it. Bah, bah, bah. I'm like, I couldn't hardly see. I put my little wipers on as quick as they could go. And as quick as it wiped, you know how it gets. And I'm just thinking, like, storms are crazy. I'm thinking storms of life, right? Wow, storms are crazy. You can't even see your way. When you're trying to drive, you can't see your way. Even though I'm just preaching to myself in the car. I started thinking, these rainstorms destroy cities. I'm thinking of New Orleans and Katrina. Floods take out cities. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Landslides and as a result of floods. To, all this destruction, even rocks change shape after a while because of rain, consistent storm, and rain can change the most solid uh, entity in the earth, right? A stone, when something is solid, they say it's etched and stoned. But water and rain and storms can even change the shape of stones. I'm like, yo, storms is crazy, God, man. It's, but he said, storms is nothing but the accumulation of consistent drops. Oh, I was like, it's nothing but drops. <laughs> Big old storms, I mean, you got wind too. The wind is the spirit. So you got wind behind the drops. It's nothing but drops. And I'm like, Lord, if we want to flood this culture with the kingdom ways, if we want to flood our neighborhoods with the, wave of God, with the ways of God, if we want to flood Orlando with Jesus, you got to drop your drops. Now, I know I said shoot your shot earlier this year, but tonight I'm saying drop your drops. I don't care if five people like your post. Post it anyway. I don't care if two people subscribe to your YouTube page. Drop your drop. Let's flood the enemy. Let's send a wave of glory. Let's bring revival. But everybody got to do your part. Everybody got to drop your drop. Big or small. Multiply. 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 The thing I love about it in my closing, thank y'all. Exodus 1 talks about the children of Israel coming into Egypt. And Pharaoh's like, they're going to be a problem. Let's make them slaves. Let's put hard taskmasters over them. <sighs> they put taskmasters over them to, to afflict them. We're in a season of affliction right now. Affliction is mental torment and anguish. And they built treasure cities, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Affliction is a sign that it's time to multiply. Affliction is my cue that I got more to do. Anytime the enemy attacks like this and you're troubled on every side, the believer, the worst thing you can do is afflict the child of God. Because when we bounce back, when Samson's hair grew back, he destroyed all of them. When Jesus rose again, he had the keys to death. Be careful when a child of God bounced back. We multiplied. The more you afflicted us, the more we multiplied and grew. Let's not let this scripture read, the more they afflicted us, the more weak we became, the more fearful we became, the more sluggish and lazy we became. Let's multiply and grow. What has God given you that you can increase? Not just gifts and talents, but multiply the fruit. Love, joy, peace, 
patience, knowledge, all the other things. Stand up, y'all, since y'all here. <laughs> Come on out, y'all. You can sing. Let's, let's sing to the Lord. This is kingdom mathematics. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind. Two plus two is four in the world, but one shall chase a thousand in the kingdom, and two shall put 10,000 to flight. It doesn't make sense, but it's in our favor. So, Father, we thank you for your ways and the way things adds up in the kingdom. I like how it adds up in the kingdom. We choose your way over ours in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.